Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 19 of Kenya's Market Map. Thank you so much for joining us. We're coming to you from Nairobi. This is Kenya's capital, East Africa. Thank you so much for joining us today once again. And uh, today we have a lot a lot that is packed here. Um just to begin, I'm your host for today, Kigen Kiplimo and uh East, let Easter introduce himself first then. Then we'll go to this. Okay, because this is a special one, yeah. You're seeing a new face. <laughs> But anyway, before let Kigen get into that, um I'm your co-host for today, Easter Funning. Yeah, so we have a gentleman here. Uh he's sitting in for Dan Kalia. Dan is away for this week. Uh, l- uh just introduce yourself. I don't think I, I can do honors to your introduction. Ah, okay. Asante sana. Uh it's good to be here. Uh It's actually my first time doing a business podcast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This sounds almost too serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's never that serious. Yeah, finance, Just investments, business yeah. news, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Um when you guys started I think it was around August last yeah, year. August yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah. It's among the first few listeners on your business podcast. Wow, thank you. Congrats, One of our biggest supporters yeah. we have, we yeah. have to <laughs> Yeah so what what you guys have done is really really impressive mm-hmm. really impressive and mm-hmm. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. It's yeah, quite some validation uh, there. Yeah my That's name right. is Bonnie Oyunge. Uh-huh. So I work with Mwango Capital so if uh, seen a lot of our work. Yeah uh, I mean I'm we've we've, we've given a lot of shout outs to Mwango uh-huh. Capital uh-huh. on this podcast. Yeah. So yeah. probably you can just um I tell our viewers and and listeners um you know a bit about what Mwango Capital does and uh, where they can find you guys. Ah okay. Uh Mwango Capital does a lot of uh capital markets mm-hmm. especially focused on Africa. Yeah. Uh East Africa mostly. Yeah. So we we're looking to drive uh conversations on African capital markets. Yeah. Uh, so we we almost like have two arms mm-hmm. we have a research arm yeah where we we look to do a lot of content around around african capital markets east africa yeah, yeah. kenya uganda tanzania mm-hmm. we also have a, a twitter spaces arm wow where we look to hold conversations not just around capital markets but just uh salient conversations yeah. happening during the week or from time to time and and i have to say um thank you so much mongo capital because they've yeah. always given yeah. you know um kenya's market map yeah. a chance to always ask questions and yeah. and yeah. contribute to the um, to 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 the to the spaces yeah. and yeah. um so mongo capital um that's what they do um actually they had a space this week where they featured the ceo of um cyton that is uh Edwin Dande. So that episode for for those who missed that Twitter space, um there'll be a recording that will be coming out. Yeah, there'll be a recording in about uh roughly two weeks. Oh, great. It should be okay. out, yeah. Um okay. so probably you can uh mention to our listeners and and viewers um the probably the Twitter handle of Mongo where they yeah, can found. You can uh you can f- you can find us predominantly on Twitter. Yeah. At Mongo Capital. So we look ah, to do great. a lot of content on yeah. business, finance yeah. and investments. Yeah. We also have a weekly newsletter yeah. that goes out every Sunday mm-hmm. that looks to summarize what's happened in the business and investment segment yeah. of the market. So you can look out for that tomorrow. Uh we also have a recently new product yeah. business in business news in memes. 
Ah wow. Yeah, ah, I've seen that. Okay. That, that. That's a good one. I love it. Yeah, business news in memes which will be dropping out today. Yeah. Uh, it's being done by one of uh one of uh one of our good uh Give a shout out. Meme lords. Becky, <laughs> yeah, that? Becky, Becky, Becky the meme lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Becky the meme lord is the one who does Oh, the meme uh, lady for yeah, this matter. Business news yeah. in memes, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so basically we just look to check business news and make it simplified yeah. for the average person and interesting yeah and, uh, <laughs> it's been getting a lot of traction yeah it's yeah, been really good yeah. um great so maybe, um, they maybe, can find you on twitter yeah you can find us on twitter at mwango capital and your personal handle at mwango analyst on twitter fantastic yeah. that's you yeah yeah that's bully. okay okay uh, maybe maybe to <laughs> give uh, more clarity me. to our our viewers when you mentioned today next week in the next two weeks when you're expecting the recording Uh, we are recording on the 29th of January. Yeah, so maybe that information can help you expect that's a relation to when the episode is going to be. They released. can backpedal. These guys are mathematicians. Yeah. So, thank you so much Bonnie for uh, joining us today and uh, let me just mention that the seat you're sitting on, the person who normally sits there is one of the biggest conspiracy theorists in this country. <laughs> so, uh, you 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 might as well join uh, <laughs> join uh, the band. Um so just to begin, um as always we, we start with our highlights, our weekly highlights. Easter, what's your highlight for the week? Wow, you threw me right in. Um so my my highlight this week has been um the announcement from the um a few a few embassies and among them the United States embassy that is a warning to the should I call it a warning but it's um some information about impending terror attacks in Nairobi and so they are trying to issue a warning to their citizens and really just generally the general, the general population um to desist from getting into crowded areas particularly those um frequented by um foreign nationals so such things we, the time we we um experienced this such um what do you call it uh such terror attacks and threats yeah um was back in 2017 2013 a bit um right? yeah i think and the latest one being um the dusit attack Ducet? Uh, that is a, that was in nairobi but you yeah. know we've been having um some in in lamu county unfortunately yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm quite worried about how that would um the effect of that with um in addition to um the fact that we are getting into an electioneering period so you can imagine the um effect on on the business community and economic um, effects of that. Yeah, so I don't know what might happen because as I was coming I just passed through um Serena Hotel and you can see the secu- they're taking up measures. Oh, okay. So it's serious. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know about the usually ordinarily during electioneering periods there's a lot of capital flights yeah. because from the capital markets by european investors and we uh, we've talked about this sure 78% 70% over 70% of investments in the nse is from it's by foreign institutions yeah, right? foreign. Yeah. so you can imagine if just an, by it being an electioneering period yeah. guys flee away because of the uncertainty then now, now you on to add that, that exactly so Makes it even um, worse. i'm really waiting to see how this will pan out hoping for the best absolutely um bonnie what stood out for you this week um uh, for me of course i think it has to be abl yeah definitely <laughs> has to be abl a strong half year performance absolutely yeah, yeah for the period ended uh, 31st december 2021 yeah and i think we're going to get into more yeah details, we're going to get into uh, detail into that, that. And, wow uh, Yeah so uh, I think uh, another thing that stood out for me we've also had another profit warning this, yeah uh, mm, a number year. liberty yeah actually this month uh-huh. yeah. this month alone yeah. we've had uh, a number of four yeah. four profit warnings the latest being uh, liberty kenya holdings yeah 
So uh, things aren't really looking uh, good there good. for, and, and for holding my, that count. my prediction, I think we will definitely have a bit more. Yeah. As we, as do do we, you yeah. hold the Liberty counter? No, no, no. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, what stood out for me this week is definitely um, the issue that was raised by Business Daily, must have been Wednesday, if not Thursday, that the in October of 2021, President Kenyatta, once again, President Kenyatta, uh, came out and uh, said that they are going to review and, uh, you know, increase the 1 million cap in transactions where you're supposed to, uh, you know, to, to, to unravel, to, to give more details, you know, to, uh, to the transaction that you're making in a bank, you know, if you're transacting more than a million Kenyan shillings. Yeah. So they said, President Kenyatta said that they're going to raise the, 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 they're going to do away with the 1 million cap and raise it because businesses are having challenges because at the end of the day, in business terms, $10,000 is just, is merely nothing. I mean, <laughs> in terms of the size of transactions. What's the new cap? Um, so yeah. so now the thing is, since October last year, yeah. three months, we are in January, yeah. we haven't gotten any information on that. The CBK hasn't raised the cap, it's still there, nothing has been done. So we are asking the question of, hey man, what is happening? You're supposed to do this three months ago. And I am tempted to think that probably the CBK, uh, the the it was a roadside declaration by the president and when he One went of and so many. and when he went back and sat he was like ah yeah 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 kumbe you know we have some international uh, obligations of these things we've signed to do with um with um uh fight anti fighting um terrorism and the money issue laundering. of money laundering you know there are some things that have been signed at a global stage and commitments being made about that cap of of ten thousand dollars so he probably went back and said ah yeah 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 i've done this and now cbk is wondering what to do but i mean this this is this is just a call to action that do what you said you'll do yeah? no i think actually okay yeah that's that but i also i would also tell him please give more thoughts to um bef- before making declarations because we've had that a number of those declarations. There was but a time you, was, that, you were an advisor like, at State House. I'm always as a, as a citizen of this. Then country. you were fired. That's why you're speaking the way you're speaking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so as um, let's go deep into sure. Bonnie's highlight. That is EABL. Yeah. Um, EABL released their half year, half year results for the year ended December 2021. Um, that must have been on the 27th of January. Uh, on Thursday, yeah, that, no, that's when they announced it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we saw, I mean, interesting, interesting results. Very good, positive, positive outlook. We saw a hundred and thirty-one percent. Um, that PAT. is increase in the PAT profit after tax. Uh, went to around eight point seven billion. Uh, you know, big money that one. Eh? Yeah. Then we saw, of course, an increase in their net um, sales. Uh, yeah. Went up by around twenty-three percent. Yeah, twenty-three percent yeah, yeah, to good around fifty-four point nine B. Wow, yeah. wow, 50 yeah. billion. Yeah. The numbers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is EABL. As we know, EABL uh, is in three regions. In That is Nairobi. That is, sorry, not Nairobi. <laughs> that is, of course, they're in Nairobi. That is Kenya, Uganda, yeah. and of course, Tanzania. There is the Uganda breweries, and then there is the Kenya breweries limited. So these are part of the East African breweries. Um, a number of issues that we saw there. So, of course, the positive outlook and um, people who are holding 
Mm. EABL mm. must be smiling, mm, mm, mm. you know, because yeah. of, of the dividends that yeah. was given. The interim dividend, yeah, uh, 3.75 uh, per share, yeah. which is really good. That's I think good. one of the highest I've seen, huh? yeah, which is really good for the interim. So we can only expect uh, maybe around six shillings yeah, at, all yeah. final, at final following yeah. the release of financial year June, yeah, 2022 results. Because, because in 20 in 2020 and also in 2020 there was no there was no interim dividend mm. uh we saw that the last time they issued an interim dividend was um for the half year ended uh december of yeah. uh, tw- of 2019 yeah. and i think they must have regretted that decision uh, shortly after that because covid hit in uh, the first quarter of 2020 mm. and many companies you know during the pandemic have been really trying to to preserve cash yeah. uh, because of of the uncertainty no, i think they could they could they could take one um the giving out of the dividends at the time when they did because it didn't adversely affect them yeah. if you looked at the 2020 performance didn't adversely affect them so i th- right now uh for these results half year results yeah. i have we we are watch a conversation between um what do you call him your good friend oh julian sambo yeah Julian's, he interviewed uh, the CFO. cfo yeah, yeah. Rispa, Rispa ganga Uh, so Rispo was saying that um, because the future is a bit more predictable than it was last year or a similar period last year, um, they have more confidence with regards to um, issuing dividends because they can see where they're going. And this, the, the performance is, is, is back up because if you look at um, their, their unit economics, the, the margins, the product margins were, were affected. Yeah, they, they, and they've, yeah? they've, they've gone up actually, the, mar- the margins. They're back at 48, over 48. Yeah. That's crazy margins, man. It's good. Like to you, you use... 100 if if you if you use use how much how do i put it use 48 shillings to make 100 is it no over 100 shillings in mm-hmm. sales you make a profit of 48 shillings yeah. that's very good margins yeah. right so during the corona period of course um due to um increase in marketing expenses all that the margins went down but now um that they've covered that they passed that even in uganda um there were some restrictions which yeah, have been, this uh, we week are, we saw yeah, the government of yeah. uganda so things are really that. as you said the outlook is, is looking good yeah. and, good. and we have to know that this is actually the it's it's the highest yeah. um one of the highest profits in it's it's a five year high actually uh, yeah five year interim uh, profit after tax yeah. yeah which is really good and yesterday i had the chance of congratulating um the eabl team uh in person i was at the at the Muthaiga Golf Club um the Kenya National Chamber of Commerce had organized mm. uh, a golf tournament so I was there um on Friday Do you play golf? 20th. no um I commentate golf uh, just as I commentate all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> business business activities now and and I had a conversation with them and something stood out for me and the thing that stood out is the fact that their the marketing strategy okay because if you look at the other others at the, at the um, advertising and distribution cost it yeah. went up by 24 percent yeah. and that was one of my key questions you know yeah. to try and understand that and i had a conversation with with the team at ebl and if you look at their advertising so there's they are more and more moving out of the mainstream uh media advertising and all that yeah. and they've taken up a A, a component that have that they've really iterated it and this is to do with um influencer marketing so if you look at a lot of influencers in Kenya and and you go to their instagram you'll see paid partnership paid with yeah. you had your hashtag, you know, paid hashtag partnership yeah. with exactly mm. and you find that you know 
actors, you know, celebrities, musicians, they're all getting this Disney advertising tasker, whether it's Jean, whether it's whatever. And that model is, is, is actually working very well for them because, I mean, you're, you're, you're seeing the results. Mm. And key to this is you find that, um, and, and this, this came from the interview with, with Rispa, um, the CFO of EABL, that you look at their growth and you find that Kenya... Uh, grew by the 27%. 27%. Mm-hmm. You had Uganda at around, I think, 18%, and 10, then 15%, 15. in Tanzania. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at the Kenyan component, and uh, in a cheeky way, you could say that music has really <laughs> helped the Kenyan component because it's the highest, you know, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the Kilam to Akonapombe hit songs and all that. They, yeah. they probably did, <laughs> did a lot uh, of, of, of favor to EABL yeah, um, yeah. because that's of course, speaks to, to, to consumption. But Easter, you've mentioned about how yeah, Uganda breweries. Yeah. No, they have we, been affected. No, not Uganda breweries. Um, I mean, they were Uganda, affected that, because that, of the lockdown, yeah, which yeah. was lifted this week. Yeah. You know, it's been there for, I think, around 20 months. Yeah. And Uganda still grew by 17% more than Tanzania. 18 it's by, eight, by 18% oh, it's, more than Tanzania. The despite yeah. the lockdown. Yeah. So you can imagine they probably would have surpassed Kenya. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Kenya, Kenya's growth is being supported by the reopening of bars. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think uh, oh. in Q2 2021. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's why we're seeing a 27% uh, growth in net sales. And also yeah. the, the curfew that, that was lifted because that was yeah. a big hindrance to, mm. to revelers yeah. and, mm. and of course the, the closing times for, for bars. Yeah. But so you see, you see the thing is the two um, selling mo- most moving products of EABL in this market, Kenyan market is, um, what do you call it, the Hadijin? The hard drinks, and then there's there's beer and liquor. The spirits, spirits, spirits. Yeah. Oh God. There's beer and liquor. Clearly, I'm not a drinker. Oh God. But yeah. Um. So beer was affected. The mm-hmm. consumption wasn't so good. Yeah. Was adversely affected during the lockdown by the lockdown, and by the restrictions about clo- uh, closure of bars and all that. But um. Spirits was spirit resilient. To, yeah. Yeah. So being that that is what supports the market mostly, and actually the growth in Africa was um. Th- there was a report issued by by Diageo, and there was uh performance by by continent mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. there was africa europe and all that europe i think the what was supporting europe was some some premium brand i don't know i don't know its name i forget the name but then in in africa yeah. kenya was the was was what was the country that um spurred this growth the most and what led to that was Diage, not Diage, gilbys yeah. in kenya Oh, Gilby's. Gilby's, yeah. yeah Gil- the, the, Gilby's the has been doing really, really well in, in, in Kenya. Yeah. Um, that is the gene. And of course, you look at during the COVID period, uh, EABL, they extended, you know, mm. their line of products, yeah. you know, the introduction of, of new genes, you know, the ones with flavors, those varieties. So that introduction of yeah. new products has also contributed, you yeah. know, to, yeah. to this growth yeah. um, that we are seeing. And but even speaking about Gilby's mm-hmm. um, and, and correlating that to the conversation you, you, you started yeah. about marketing. Yeah. Um, the thing is, um, East African breweries and let's say Diageo yeah. generally okay. uses a lot of experiential uh, for, marketing. For us listeners who don't know, Diageo is the parent company uh, of EABL. Yeah, there's Diageo, there's East African breweries, then now Kenya, yeah. Kenya, Kenya, Kenya breweries limited. But yeah, we're speaking about East African breweries. So um, with regards to that, the Gilbys, uh-huh. um, the marketing that EAB, the marketing strategy that EABL has decided to go with that yeah. has really been paying fruit. And you have to remember that this is an F- FMCG. Yeah, um, fast-moving consumer. Yeah, yeah. so uh, marketing is very key if you are to increase sales. You snooze, right? you lose. Exactly. Y- y- that's why you cannot afford to save 
and I'm so happy when I hear Rispa, who's the CFO. You know, the CFO is the one who's usually like, no, that's too much money for marketing. Yeah, you can't give <laughs> you that much CFO money. The I mean, finance guys don't take risks. That's ah, just the. Nah, nah. That's just. That's how it is. No, know? it's 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 a perception. So, so before I before I, I lose my track of thought, yeah. Um. So experiential marketing has really been working working for them because yeah. um you see events like Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. that is pure experiential marketing. Yeah. So you you use an emotive bit of it. You give uh your consumers um the the feel of the vibe, yeah. which is through those events and through mm-hmm. the people they rely on for decision making. Not rely on per se, but they. Influencers use or they they influence people's yeah. decisions. Right? You know, I I had not I I think I was underscoring yeah. the impact of Oktoberfest. Mm. You know, in 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 these results because this is this is the half year ended December and Oktoberfest comes in in October and definitely can it be that much? That, 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 they, that they were not performing there. so well until no no no. I mean, it's it's an important it's an important component. Sure, sure, I mean, sure. if if I, I i don't know about the numbers of october first yeah. but for me i see it as a very big thing that if probably you were to remove it the results would definitely not be the same that we are seeing today what do you think Bonnie? Yeah. Uh, i think it's, uh, it's 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 true what you're saying yeah because these are uh, half year results yeah. for 31st december 2021 so mm. i think q2 2021 onwards we yeah. had a uh, lifting of most of the restrictions so Revelers could be out there. Yeah. And I think this is what EABL has tapped onto. Sure. Well, you see what Oktoberfest, those are one of events like Oktoberfest, Corona, those are what you call busy facts, right? Yeah. So that, oh, sorry, not Corona, but lifting of the curfew and, and, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. For a moment, I thought we were talking about Corona, the, the liquor, because there, there is oh, a brand known as. <laughs> but I don't okay. know if it's no, part of the Diageo right. umbrella. No, that's right. Uh, no, but Diageo actually imports. Um, premium brands yes. from Europe and yes. that's why it, they have some forex um effects on, on their on their financials yeah. but yeah where was I headed with that so first of all on the forex issue yeah. that that's that's a big risk for EABL because they've been taking a hit on that you look at these premium brands i mean tangeri what 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 yeah. so they import those because of course they're not they're not being produced in in in, in Ruaraka. Yeah. so when they import and currently the Kenyan shilling is taking a beating So when they import that, yeah. you know, that forex entity really goes against them, you know, unlike the likes of BAT and and and, and yeah, others. Yeah, so yeah. the currency is a very important important component for EABL. And now going into the elections, it makes me a bit worried because previously we've seen that the Kenyan shilling, you know, tends to take a during elections during electioneering yeah. years. So that 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 is a risk that I that I see in that space. And and what, what do you, where where do you think the Kenyan shilling is headed? Um uh, I I'm sticking with Bloomberg. Bloomberg gave a prediction that uh by the time we'll be getting to August of this year that is the electioneering month the Kenyan shilling will be at 111 shillings against the dollar. And uh as I you think speak, I it's at 113. Yeah, so I think we're so going to that's, that's, that's a positive yeah. outlook. It's not a positive outlook, it's just the reality. That's where we're going. Why? Why? I I it's um do you I, I mean it's 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 self-explanatory the fact that it's an electioneering year I mean people don't have confi- a lot of confidence in the market based on our history currently the we are trading at 113 yeah. to the dollar yeah then in in, in, in the fu- near future it's going to be 111 One, 117 oh yeah because oh, yeah. i was like How is that oh, not a good no, thing? No, 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 it's going up. Okay. It's okay. not it's not All it's right. not coming down. I was uh, you know as as I was looking at the report um 
for me you know i i normally lo- like looking for areas of concern eh? mm-hmm. so the cost of sales was was one you know it's up by 13% but then i realized ah their margins was up so ah, it's okay let me yeah. not bother about that yeah. for me the one thing that that i'm really concerned about is the administration cost because it went up by 18% Okay this is admin cost let people be paid at them. least no 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 <laughs> at least try and keep it in tandem with at least keep it below the inflation rate okay around 6% uh, yeah i mean uh, so so that's a component that probably i need more explanation on mm. um, or because as it stands i'm a bit worried about that because if if you make that consistent that your admin cost grows <laughs> every year by mm. by double digit uh, 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 mm. that's yeah. a risk But you see that's where you find marketing expenses right no 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 sg and a that's Market, where marketing expenses, expenses is actually under 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 um, distribution Underwear. and advertising which was up by 24% which is very much okay no the whole thing if you, if you look at the income statement mm-hmm. you have the sales or revenue you have the cost of sales then you have the generally it summarizes as selling general and, distrib- and administrative cost so it, it's one area so unless they broke it down from selling general cost then administrative yeah they 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 they, they broke it down okay so All this right. admin cost is the one that is making me a bit ish but i i saw that the market received this very well received the results very well i think there was a 3.87% increase in in you know in the in the price of eabl the stock yeah. at the yeah. nairobi securities exchange was well received um that's bon- at the close of friday yes that was the close of friday uh boni you hold the counter um uh, no i think easter you hold the counter good Bye. dividends coming in eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so what 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 uh, what are you guys expecting in terms of the final dividend? In terms of final dividend, yeah. I I am putting it at around 6 6 shillings. Uh, yeah. I'm seeing from from the numbers I checked uh, they paid around 8.5 financial year 2019. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. And and they had done 3 shillings for the interim in 2019. Yeah, in, in 2020. In 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 2019 year ended December. Yeah. Half year ended December. Yeah. They did 3 Kenya shillings interim dividend and then mm. now they went ahead and did eight yeah, at the close of the year yeah. so they might even do more than more than six yeah on top of the no i think six is six is a good um they might they might i mean because the conditions it. are not quite the same at the moment they've gone through covid they are more wary of um, maintaining their reserves they can't go all Easter, out on pain margins are up profit is up 131% <laughs> uganda is opening but, but uganda uh, is opening okay. a general election is looming Uh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got Kigen me. Was getting so excited. Huh? <laughs> so maybe 6%. Yeah. Uh, final dividend. Yeah, maybe around 6 uh, um 7 6 shillings, sorry. 6 shillings. 6 shillings, 6 shillings, seven shillings yeah. around that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So maybe another interesting pointer for me was uh, contribution to government revenue. Yeah. EBL is contributing about uh, 45b in terms of excise tax and corporate income taxes. Yeah. So uh I'm interested to find out how does it compare with the likes of Safaricom in terms of contribution to government. Um of course. By a long shot, high. Safaricom is the largest taxpayer mm. in Kenya. Yeah. But when it comes to the issues of excise, you know, um when you look at of course the the composition and percentages, EBL pays a lot of excise you know yeah. because of the alcohol products that they have on their counter BAT as well pays BAT a lot of excise well, yeah. tax and uh, there was the issue of revision of um, the excise duty they are adjusting it to inflation that was in uh, October November the last quarter of yeah. 2021 i remember we discussed it in the podcast there talks there talks to make the revision of the excise duty twice in a in a year 
Yeah. By annual. And yeah. uh, Dan Kalia is one of the biggest biggest uh, I don't want to say haters. Um he really disagrees <laughs> with that adjustment for inflation yeah. because he says that if you want to adjust excise duty for example uh, a packet of cigarette a packet of cigarette itself this year costs 20 shillings yeah in with inflation it's gonna cost a bit more you know six percent to that so inflation is already adjusted to it in the product okay so why would you want to adjust inflation in the excise again in the excise tax. yeah but yeah. but of course there's a whole formula that kra uses and treasury uses to do that that probably might, might be um, a special podcast on itself yeah. but I mean I just want to say this uh, this is probably a bit outside of of it's of course outside EABL but this is a strong feeling that I have we need a tax policy in this country mm-hmm. the treasury and KRA they really really misuse uh, they really misuse excise duty because they put it in almost every component you know the nature of excise duty is to discourage people from using us to, to sort of regulate the consumption of, of some certain products you yeah know? but then when you put it on on fuel. imports of spaghetti even fuel you know you <laughs> so what what is that we mean? have excess duty in fuel and bro. and you do know why we are doing that we are doing that because we don't have an outlined tax policy ukuriatani promised that he'll bring a tax policy but uh, that is yet to that is yet to be done because that that breeds in predictability and confidence of an investor because as i've said earlier business people who are on a casa you know when it gets to around may yeah. on a casa because you don't know a certain thing might be introduced in the finance bill and you're yeah. out of business yeah mm. no are they i would ask you this huh? are they do you feel like we keep revising the excess duty because of um, lack of of what do you call it uh, tax policy or is it because the whole KRA thing or treasury is in a, on a firefighting mode that is they're about to read a budget that like but the, the deficit is just too much yeah we have to squeeze water out of stone exactly and therefore you look for um you you, you start looking for any opportunity of introducing such taxes as excess duty what do you think yeah i mean it's 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 one and the same thing because yes, i'm looking at if we had an outlined tax policy, policy yeah you wouldn't now mess around trying to squeeze people because it's well outlined and it's known and it's predictable let's say you see like right now the way we are discussing whether it should be biannual or what or what yeah. this i think that should be outlined in the tax policy so yeah. if you are sitting as as the cfo of vabl mm. you can make your plans mm. okay and know that this and this will happen this way but then they are able to squeeze what out of the rock quote and quote yeah. simply because it's it's there's no plan it's a, it's a scattered avenue yeah yeah, yeah what I call it firefighting yeah. so in short actually that's so true um it even discourages investors like from getting into the market yeah 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 uh we we need to to move away a bit from that story yep so something interesting happened this week um a bit quite unfortunate nhif easter yeah. what happened there um so there's a bit of conflict yeah. between the nhif national national hey national yeah. health insurance fund yes. and the um private um hospitals body mm-hmm. of kenya yeah. right so the thing is um the, the nature of nhif by nature by name is is a sort of insurance like yeah it is that an is you go company. you go and and the ordinary monanchi is to is to go to a hospital that because it's a natural hey what is it national yes yeah, national cover yeah you you go there for services then the the nhif is supposed to now 
um, reimburse yeah, or indemnify. Yeah. And you pay the, premiums as well. Don't forget yes, that. <laughs> yes. You, it's supposed to indemnify the, the health provider, mm-hmm. health services provider, which is the hospital. Yes. So the thing is, there's the issue. There's an issue between with 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 regards to the um, indemnification or um, compensation. Yes. That is, and for services like um, cesarean section. Yeah. Yeah. Which would cost somewhere in the in the neighborhoods of over a hundred thousand, the NHIF is is only um, offering to compensate the hospitals f- up to as much as barely twenty thousand shillings. And so there's 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 a there's a problem here because um the 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 one who's hurting the most is the Monanchi. Because the NHF, the, no, not even the NHF, but the these hospitals, yeah, they've said that they're not going to take NHF starting from first of February. That is um on Tuesday. Yeah, and pa- so particularly, yeah, particularly, yeah, yeah that's the, the association of private hospitals. Yeah, so they yeah. won't be accepting NHF, NHF. Yeah, um, starting the first of February. Yeah, and the NHF body is not so is not so um steady on the grounds. Because they're saying that they they're willing to hold the conversation and therefore extend the contract that they were working on, and that was supposed to have ended in that first December last year. Yeah, yeah, they're willing to ex- extend it until they f- they have they reach a conclusion of these um, co- um, conversations. But in the meantime, yeah, as this continues to happen, you can imagine for people who need these services urgently, like and, and frequently, like people who go for kidney dialysis yeah. twice a week. Yeah, this is something that they don't really have the time to wait. For these people to fight and throw others at each other. Let me let me let me start from this point. I mean, I I, I hugely sympathize and em- empathize for for people who use NHIF yeah. and who are in areas where the services that they require are only available in private hospitals mm. because they won't be able to get the services now. Yeah, they will only because now they'll only be able to get services using NHIF in public hospitals. And some public hospitals don't have some equipments that are available, equipment and services available in private hospitals. private hospitals. So that's a big challenge. Another thing is, I this week I had a conversation with one of the, um, of the health sector industry players. Mm. And he was telling me that, so generally what happens is NHIF has a contract with hospitals, okay? And the yeah. contract is normally a three-year contract that's renewed yeah. every time. Yeah. So the contract ended, the three-year contract that they had ended mid last year, mid 2021. Okay. So now it is time to renew a new a contract. New contract yeah. So in this new contract, what NHIF wants to do is they want to cut the money that they pay these people to pay to private hospitals yeah. for services um, yeah. that you know uh, members of, of of the citizenry come in to get, they want to cut it by around four times. So that's a yeah. that's a huge deal when it comes to revenue for 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 private hospital owners. Okay. Yeah. So and remember to add on to that, there's always been the issue of cash flows. Exactly. That is, the private hospitals if they can avoid NHIF. Even from before, and, and, they would. And generally, insurance. It would take them time to re, to recover, like to make the claim to 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 get the. There's the, a whole process. It, but do you know crazy. what? It, what Easter? I have I have I have some shocking news for you. Tell me. So first of all, uh, before I get to the shocking news, you look at at the issue of NHIF now, and they want to cut revenues by around by by almost four times, and that's a huge deal. Okay, yeah. so there's no way hospitals are going to accept that, and now. It's the Monange that we lose, as Easter yeah, has just said, yeah. okay? And now, look at it this way. The shocking news is that, do you know NHIF is the best payer 
when it comes to compensating private hospitals you look at private insurance yeah. they take a minimum of six months to compensate you so when you go to, into a private hospital today you get your services through your insurance a private insurer um i don't want to mention a name <laughs> so you go there you get the services done yeah. this part the hospital will here. be paid that, that is not here no the hospital <laughs> will be paid at least six months after others take even nine months others take even 12 months so but nhif is the quickest efficient to do that because mm. there's a there's a huge working capital and cash flow issues there because boni you've come you've been attended to the doctor needs to be paid that month the syringes has to be bought and everything but then these guys will be paid the hospital will be paid nine months later so this also means a big deal for hospitals because private hospitals because nhif has been their best payer so mm. the best payer is now bringing issues mm. yeah, no. now the fact that they've been the best payers um tells me something because one of the one of the issues that caused the the conflict between these two bodies nhif and the private hospitals body yeah is the fact that the nhif is body is feeling that there's been a medical fraud from the side of the hospitals mm-hmm. that they log in claims that are not really existential okay that is they say that a um, person Keegan came here yesterday got these services Keegan delivered by cesarean section <laughs> and now they, <laughs> I ban, uh, alter, alter, alter that example chief <laughs> and now the the they're putting in a claim to NHIF of 100,000 right Keegan never came here for any any such services right So they I think they might found might they might have found a few um instances where that was happening yeah. and so that's why they were like by the because you cannot invest in actuaries to do this um we're just going to reduce the amount of money we give you for some of this No I I don't think I don't think it's right do you think that, that <laughs> makes sense that argument it uh, does to some ah. extent <laughs> So uh the interesting thing with this story is how does this tie to the NHIF amendment bill if if there's any correlation Um The NHIF amendment bill is actually seek, is actually making it mandatory. Would you introduce it? Would you would you introduce the amendment bill? Was the, that passed, was it was passed. It was passed into law. Yeah, it was passed into law. Year. NHIF uh-huh. is mandatory for anyone who's above 18 uh, years old now as we speak. As we speak. So my committing sorry. Mm-hmm. You don't have NHIF. No. Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> arrest, arrest. Yeah, so that's that's how it stands. So how does this story tie to the bill? Um I I haven't yet any drawn creation. any connection. No, no connection. Yeah. I don't think there's any. I I haven't I haven't very drawn weak correlation. any any correlation. This yeah. is just an issue of of you know compensation. Compensation between uh, between the hospitals, private uh, private hospitals and yeah. NHIF. Because yes. the 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 the, um, the bill as you've introduced it as you've said it, yeah. you've told it to me um is seems to be political. That is with regards to achievement of the universal health care it's, coverage. It's, I don't see the politics in it. Do you see the politics in it, Bun? but uh universal healthcare is one of the key agendas for the president that's why it's political yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um as we discussed earlier i mean we've, we've said this i think i can't remember in which episode that the at the end of the day the pilot was done for universal healthcare mm. but at the end it needs to be financed by someone and yeah does the government have money to finance universal healthcare as it stands they can't the treasury is broke Clearly no. okay yeah. so the the only way it can be done the only practical way is to is for not not actually mandatorizing nhif wasn't the best issue i mean it's just lobbying for people to join nhif if you can have 
80% of the adult population with NHIF. I mean, you have, you've, you've achieved universal healthcare. So, of course, there's, there's, there's a whole plan. There's a whole plan for that. Um, there is another bill. Okay, so so one of the issues from NHIF has been that uh, the cost in which the how private hospitals charge people, um, these costs are a bit too high. That's why yeah. they're planning on on cutting it because uh, Easter came and removed uh, his tooth, and they charged him one hundred and fifty. Okay, this was not serious section. Okay, okay. So the the charges are, are relatively high yeah. for for yeah. for some of these hospitals. Now there was a certain bill. We discussed this in in must have been episode six, if yeah. not seven, yeah. and this bill seeks to to cap, uh, to to actually regulate the um, charges that are charged by doctors and uh-huh. generally healthcare services. Yeah, and uh, there was also a similar bill about rental that to regulate yeah. rent prices, yeah. and we've had debates about regulation here. Now you see so, some of these things are are capped by the the industries, like for example, for the nurses. Yeah, there's there's a cap by their by their body. Kenya National Union of Nurses that they can ch- that for the lawyers there's again there's there's, there's like then, a there's like a chart that shows yeah. for this service this is the maximum you can charge but but then of course Except they find doctors. they find way lawyers find a way of of of, of around those things as, as they always do but here specifically the issue is about the services so yeah. for example this bill wants to say for example so they want to form a they want to form sort of like a task force like a committee that yeah. will be that will be setting industry prices so they can say probably for ct scan services it shouldn't go past 20000 or something like that so that's the plan do you think that if that bill is passed probably nhif would have found a working way now to move forward because they are, they are complaining charges are high yeah of course um because uh, generally when you go and see a physician or even a doctor you know yeah uh, just by virtue of consultation the fees are normally high Quite high, <laughs> yeah. For so for private hospitals, private hospitals. So if we can come up with a way of capping, I think I think the capping has to do with the medical fees and doctor doctors. Yeah, fees, and yeah, yeah particularly yeah. services fee. Yeah, and I yeah. remember I remember that bill because at some point it was featured on Business Daily. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so your question is, how does that tie to? The, uh, how, uh, if if that bill is passed, yeah, how you know, we, yeah, how does it tie to this conversation? Yeah. NHIF and, and, the, and the Association and of the Kenya pri- Private Hospitals. Private yeah. hospitals, yeah. Of course, of course, uh, with capping, uh, then maybe we can have less uh, less uh, tussles between NHIF and the yeah. uh, private sector hospitals. Definitely. You know, you yeah. mentioned about capping, and I feel like it's something that's already there. Because when I mentioned about um, cesarean section, yeah. that was an actual example given by the head of the one, who, the spokesperson for that body of Kenya yeah. private hospitals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he said um, you mentioned some figure that they're being paid twenty k, and they said that this is way below the professional fees recommended by the Kenya Medical Practitioners and Dentists Council. So there's already a cap. so it's NHIF who are. It seems like yeah. there's already a cap in place. Yes, but yes. what about medical fees? Medical fees. Yeah. Is there already uh, is there an existing cap already? Um, th- there might be for there might be th- not generally a cap. Might be recommendations like you see that industry set standard by by that Easter has mentioned. Yeah. But then there's nothing that is recognized by law that you know this is across board 
on not just one service but various services it's actually okay. a recommendation so yeah. so that's what the bill is coming into yes that mm, yeah so it will set up it yeah. will set up a committee so this committee will you know scan through the in the healthcare industry and now set industry um prizes for that <laughs> but but look, Kinget, uh, i don't know where you are with the conversation about capping rental rates because i feel like now you're jumping ships yeah because i, I, I now, haven't i haven't spoken it, my mind here let yet. it let it no you're advocating for I'm not for, for ad- the, I'm not advocating a committee who has said I'm advocating no I'm just I'm just saying I haven't <laughs> said whether I agree with it or not <laughs> okay cuz cuz I actually don't I, I don't vouch for that I believe market should regulate itself yeah if I go to Nairobi hospital tachanomics if I if I go to Nairobi hospital and for some re- okay now the prices I'm served in let's say my food is served in what a very a very sera- a very good to place Nairobi hospital like, to eat listen no you're going no, to listen, eat no these are overheads I'm trying to 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 use build an, up my use case a healthcare and example. show why using food okay then if I'm going to to Nairobi hospital yeah. I'm going to the city scan they're going to use on me is the latest in the market mm-hmm. and it's therefore more efficient yeah. and it's definitely more expensive yeah uh Nairobi hospital should be given the the powers to charge however much they think is 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 enough for them mm-hmm. such that if I cannot afford that let me go to hospital X where the ct scan they're using is from 1975 and i may not be sure about the the the, the di- you know, diagnosis i'm given yeah market uh, first market of all factors, first of all demand and supply easter is one of those people who when they get sick they eat a lot in hospital you wonder if <laughs> use your money bro <laughs> they're sick or not <laughs> but uh looking at our legislators yeah. do you yeah. think the said bill will pass <laughs> our legislators um the thing is has it passed Um, what is no, it's, it's it's still it's still yeah. in parliament it's the bill is still in parliament i think it's still up for debate it's still up for debate okay. but but you okay. know what boni um i don't have a lot of confidence for our our legislators simply because they don't follow the issue they follow the political wind mm. okay so if the powers above say it's this direction they don't really focus on yeah this how it affects kenyans and this and this and they just yeah. go with the political wind yeah. which for me is not encouraging but he, looking at the fact that uh, we are headed into an electioneering period yeah these they, are these are manifesto things you know they might uh, actually do they'll it they'll pass it there's a good there's a good chance they'll pass it just for some few people to be reelected for some few others to leave office yeah. with good legacies yeah. um before we go into uh stock of the week Let's go uh let's say hi to Dr. Njoroge at the CBK. So uh-huh. interesting uh, things came out um a new IFB um inter- infrastructure bond. Yeah. Um there was another one that was in that was last year um at around August September the government sought to get around 75 billion they ended up getting 90 billion and of course that pointed to us that you know the market is awash with liquidity. I still believe it is. Yeah. I wash with liquidity. Yeah. Yeah. So an interesting thing about infrastructure bonds is that they're normally tax free and uh, that's normally a good thing to invest in. I was talking to a friend of mine today the morning I was telling him yeah. that these are like the best places to invest as we speak because yeah. they're, they're very safe and like stocks. Your results are re- a, relatively guaranteed. Relatively because you've had a few defaults by some sovereign governments. I don't know f- five Yeah, there are some globally, companies which have, which have done it. No globally yeah. countries. Yeah, so they are very safe. Um good returns, no tax. Tax free. So this this IFB that is being issued by the government, it's a 19 year. So it's going up to around the year 1942. But uh halfway the 
Yeah. Okay. Halfway, there is a redemption. There is a, you can get a 50% redemption. Yeah. So uh, we are of course looking into this. It's an interesting opportunity. If you look at it also on the flip side in terms of uh, public uh, finance, you get uh, you you raise a couple of questions there. Uh, um, but uh, just for our, our listeners and viewers to know, yeah, this is an investment opportunity. I think it closes um, on the 21st or 22nd of uh, February 2021. So this is this is a good time to do that. Um, Bonnie, what are your thoughts on this IFB? Um, in terms of an investment opportunity. In terms of an investment and also from the public finance yeah, angle. Kwanza yeah. public finance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a good opportunity for in, uh, anyone looking to uh, you know the, the thing with fixed income is you're getting periodic cash flows. Yeah. Mm. So anyone looking for periodic cash flows yeah, then the coupons. this this is definitely the instrument, yeah. Uh tax free government backed, you know, so definitely a good uh investment opportunity yeah. the, the minimum is 100,000 yeah. 100 uh, the minimum is 100,000 yeah I was, I was actually uh, there's a time we were talking about just a thousand dollars and i was like i was advocating for or or insinuating to the possibility of them structuring it in a manner that even with 3000 bob i can invest with that uh, like just aggregating this product i think they they tried that with the in M- 2017 M- M- yes. the mobile bond yes yeah. uh, the, the and it did it did, it did very well, well. yeah it did very well i think actually, it was th- it was 3k or 1000 book i think it was 3000 it was 3k I actually invested that it did ah. it did very well oh, it was oversubscribed no no so which is why why, it, why it did was, it go it was to? for a year it was i think it was for a year it was a test run What, yeah, it was uh, for if, if you can remember what was the interest rate? 10%. 10%. Yeah, it was 10%. So 10% uh, tax free. Tax free. Tax free. Tax free. Yeah. yeah. Was, so you can imagine return. for the 3% is it, they're currently giving 13.9. Is it what they're giving uh, for the current The IFB. current one is market determined, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's market determined, but if we are to go with the IFB that was last year yeah. around yeah. September, yeah. they picked around 12.7. Yeah, around yeah. 12%. You see that differential, mm-hmm. 2.7. I think that's something they can um they can go with. Yeah. They aggregate this thing that they give 10%. So they access capital at yeah. a cheaper rate mm-hmm. and the investors they, we have more investors like retail investors because currently they're doing what? Um 100,000 minimum, but they're yeah. still the thing is still being oversubscribed. Yeah. So they would never lack cash if they are to aggregate it to disintegrate it and make it um, possible for people to invest in small amounts. They can still put a cap like they did with the Makiba. Yeah. Makiba, right? Yes. 3k people will still buy it and everyone wins. I get with my 3k I get my 10%. The government doesn't um get to pay 12.7, they get to pay 10%. But do you know what Easter? I don't yeah. think the government has an incentive to do that because if you're getting over subscription at 100 Gs, I mean there's no reason to 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 lower the amount, but there's sure. an interesting sure. there's an interesting update in that in that ecosystem. So there's a company known as Saikamo uh, investment. So Saikamo what they've done is that they've they've they have a product yeah. an app called yeah. cashlet yeah. so the cashlet was recently accepted into the sandbox, sandbox yeah. of sandbox, cma yeah. so what 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 cashlet wants to do is that they want to do aggregation okay yeah. let me call yeah. it aggregation for lack of a better word in that you various people okay who don't have the power to raise 100 g's yeah. can come up okay when they've come together 
with their 1k 500 bob what, what what they can be able to buy corporate paper they can be able to buy to buy government paper and and all that so it's an interesting uh thing uh we of course more updates will be coming up they've just been accepted into the CMA sandbox we'll be looking for to see months. them out here yeah, yeah they're uh, looking to test for 6 months they're looking to test for 6 months mm-hmm. we that, that of course will be will be a game changer here i think they'll be also doing the same thing with equities and uh, also i think uh, just the unit trusts mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's interesting to yeah. see so uh maybe maybe worth mentioning uh something with this IFB. Yeah. So where does this leave KMRC who are in the market and are looking also to raise a bond? Because <laughs> uh, it's it's almost conflicting eh? and government conflicting and I'm, I'm pretty sure like investitors will really dig into this IFB. Ah, they, mm. especially the institutional and they competing even, even for, are they competing for the same money? No. Are they competing for okay, the same they're, money? they're competing from the same money from investors. I mean because yeah. as you said Kigen, the market is awash with liquidity. Yeah. But so where, where 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 does this leave? KMRC? But in terms of preference Easter. Yeah. KMRC. I'm putting my money on IFB. IFB cuz it's tax free. Isn't tax free. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because <laughs> I KMRC is currently in the market yeah. looking to raise uh I think from the first tranche, uh, some some amount up. Yeah. And w- right now we have an IFB. Yeah. Mm, Tax-free. Uh, of course, this will be a priority, but then... A competing interest. As sister has just said, the market is awash with liquidity. So um, this, this, these guys who did not manage to, to invest in the IFB, can they might there. be left with no other option. And you know what? Invest, yeah. Actually, you might find... And, and of course, we'll come back here and discuss this. Yeah. Both of them might be oversubscribed. Because guys have chums out here, man. But it's the first time uh, KMRC is, ge- is go- going to the market. Yeah, so there's, there's a huge debate you know, about you, that. You, eh? you really can't compare this with... If EABL comes back. EABL yeah. was in the market sometime in October yeah. and was looking to raise 11B. Yeah. And they got, mm. uh, I think, over 300%. Over subscription. Yeah. 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 Now, you mentioned about so it will the be interesting. It will be interesting to see what pans out with KMRC yeah. as well as with this infrastructure IFB. point. Hasn't it been already oversubscribed? I might just been issued. The uh, IFB. They've just announced it. They've just announced. They've just announced it. it. Okay. The IFB uh, closes in uh, 21st, if not 22nd of, of February. February. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's Now, when it let me take you back again when you said about when you talked about um the government don't having an incentive. Yeah. About incentive to do what? To to, to lower the amounts or something yeah. like that. Yeah, to mm-hmm. lower the, the threshold yeah. because they're getting what they want with the 100k. Absolutely. Now that's an opportunity right there for even uh, I don't know if that's what Psychamo, uh, the, the yeah, cashlet app is doing yes. because if if now the government wants at it at twelve point seven percent, yeah, and this guy here is okay with ten percent return, yeah, I can take your money, give you ten percent. That's exactly what they're doing. Ah, good, yeah, great. So good, good. they they've already yeah. identified. And they that. might even get into um the other corporate papers. It's not corporate papers, but um they're, the they're also ones. looking at corporate, yeah, corporate great. paper. Um, great. Easter, yeah. don't don't feel shy about about uh, chasing these guys in the market. Start a product. Uh, you can rival them. I mean, there's there's, there's never been a problem. No, that's what you call the the the, the abundance mentality. Yeah. Before we move to stock of the week, I just want I just want us to to highlight one thing for our listeners and viewers. Yeah. The fact that this is another infrastructure bond. As the name goes, infrastructure bond. This money is supposed to go to the development of a certain infrastructure. Yep. My concern has always been that outline this infrastructure first hand because yeah. there's always a budget for everything yeah. last time the government was looking for 75b yeah. they collected 90b okay that was the, the, that was the, the september. september yeah in august september yeah. last year now the thing is boni 
look at it this way if the infrastructure bond was to build a certain road yeah see you do estimations you do the budgeting and everything and you come up with an approximate budget it will cost probably 75 that's 75 that you're going to ask yeah. then why are you taking this money Extra that's on top? why are you taking it it it, <laughs> it 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 shows you that there is no clear plan okay there's no outlined plan here yeah. because actually if you look at the at the, at the public um, finance act of 2012 yeah. it requires that you state up front where this particularly where this money that you're raising through the, the bond the is going yeah. to yeah. okay so now we just know that there's an ifb but then in real sense we don't know which project is going to and i hold this opinion that this money is we are borrowing peter to pay paul there is no infrastructure mm. project coming So in short you're saying the government um, is looking to raise 75 billion. Uh for no, this one? Previous. No no no, that was for previous. This for this one I'm I'm not 100% sure. Uh probably you can you can check for us Easter yeah, uh, what the government uh, is looking to raise. I'm I'm seeing last year at a, at a time around like uh, right now yeah. January 2021. Yeah. There was another one. There was a 50B. Yeah, there was there was a 50B. Yeah. In the government February. ended up accepting 81B. Exactly. You see again with uh, investors bidding close to 125 billion. Yeah, oversubscribed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah so uh, an extra 30 billion an extra 30 so you saying that is unco- unco- unconstitutional yeah i mean so they can be the government can be sued for that they can't be sued in fact you, you should go to court but don't say i told you to go to court no i'll quote your name <laughs> <laughs> um okay so guys let's go to uh stock of the week then um now easter first of all easter needs to apologize to wow. our viewers about kind general because what went down this week boni <laughs> eh, eh, what eh, performer eh, this week eh, eh, eh. Easter, apologize apologize why, why why i don't get why i should apologize, apologize. you told I them apologize? to put their money on kind general apologize apologize so now the whole thing is being put into onto me eh? apologize i barely knew the stock i barely knew the counter when when you were analyzing it <laughs> but yeah um again i pull out the card of we are not licensed financial advisors if you're looking so, for financial advice yeah it's just no i mean but at the end of the day um i think it closed at around uh, 60 50 something um kind general at the end of this week yeah it was down 21% it was down 27 actually 27% yeah. we when we were when we when we were discussing it as our stock of the week it was at around 36 kenyan shillings yeah. it had just come from 31 and uh, all of the three of us gave us a, gave it a buy outlook it went up to the up to the, the you know um the north of uh, 60s 60. it was i think at around 73 and uh, according to our recommendation you took all was, the credits that was the time enough. you should have exited You took all the credit. That was the time you should have exited. <laughs> But it closed this week at 68. At 68, yeah. which is still a good time to exit <laughs> considering the time that we told you guys to buy. Uh, but for somebody Kigen. who's coming in, is it a good time to come in? No. Uh, yeah. for someone uh, just wait. I'll say wait. Hold your horses. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. Our, our stock of the week this week is Limurum T PLC. Yeah. Um so Limuru tea I th- Limuru tea I think has a has a, has a long long history um, yeah, yeah. but I think it was incorporated in 1967. Yeah. Limuru tea what they do as their name goes they are tea growers they grow tea uh, in a region known as Limuru here in uh, Kenya you know so we, regions Luko. Um they actually have around 242 hectares 
282 and, and i have an issue with Hectares that i have an land. issue with that. we will get into yeah. that hey. um okay. in 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 the east part of um, limuru which well, is in which is not far from from nairobi yeah, yeah. and w- as the tea growers um i think the counter uh, on 28th of uh, friday uh, january closed at around 320 kenya shillings so this is a not so active counter yeah. you know compared yeah. to to others as as we've always discussed here the at the exchange so interesting things about this is that they 11 days ago they announced a profit warning and said that their profits will go down by approximately 25% and they attributed different things um a bit to the pandemic as everyone does as everyone like, excuse me it's a <laughs> and then also the the prices of tea going down yeah. which will get into into the prices of tea and just for our viewers and listeners to note this is not the first time we are getting a profit warning yeah, i think from these guys they also issued uh, same year time yeah, like yeah, this same year. so this is a second profit warning so this is a second profit warning in a row two years in a row but then if you look at um, 2019 2019 they actually made a profit mm. but not uh, so much not so much i think it was around 3 million, three million, yeah. 3 million yeah if you if we look at the uh, half year results um which came out mid uh, last year last year um i'm looking at their profit yeah and uh, it was around um, they didn't even make a profit it was yeah, a loss like actually profit was, uh, is the most foreign million. thing to, to talk about but then this 8.5 million yeah. um for the for half year you said 8.5 8.5 loss. million loss of half year 2021 okay. but this was much better because uh in 2020 same year it was around 11 million but it's almost equivalent to what they made for the full year 2020 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah to me the, 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 the year, second half they did were yeah. so bad full year 2020 was 7.9 million yeah. pre tax loss yeah so almost equivalent mm. to the half year the half year 6.7 tax loss yeah yeah that means that means that the that second they, half they yeah it wasn't wasn't that it bad wasn't that bad yeah. yeah so this this of course is um is an interesting counter i mean i was i was looking at the um, end of year december 2020 the and uh, their turnover was up by 6% but then the prices went down still so, single digit still single digit mm. now you find that the reason why these two profit warnings have come in the mm. in the in the now two consecutive two years. consecutive years is because of tea prices going down okay so uh-huh. you know um you know what what the saudis and kuwait are to oil that's Kuwaiti. what yeah. we are to tea yeah okay export market export yeah. market and so that means when we overproduce what will happen the prices of tea will definitely go down just as it's done for oil okay that's why opec they sometimes wanakazanati uh, when it comes to to releasing the the produce to the market yeah. so uh, yesterday i i i attended the iran kenya business forum in naivasha how many places have you been this week again uh, I've, i've i've been i've been do you have a chopper been a businessman uh, you know kiari is monitoring <laughs> <laughs> so the So now in in the forum you know uh you fa- you know that Iran is one of the biggest um buyers of Kenyan tea. Yeah. They actually consume 20% of the tea that we produce here in Kenya. Now the thing is that you find so I was having a conversation with a gentleman from KTDA yeah. and the gentleman was telling me that if you look at the curve yeah. in the previous years from around 2015 to to date every year 
you find that if you look at that curve mm. generally for that period yeah. the production Kenya has increased its production of tea okay mm-hmm. in 2021 uh, i think it closed at around 600 million mm. uh, 600 million i think 600 million kilos okay yeah of uh, of tea in 2019 it was around 459 in 2020 we moved to 570 million kgs of tea this is produced totally in the country yeah. now that curve tells you something that if your products are increasing okay to the export market a lot a lot is coming out then the prices are going down so uh, if but but there are exceptional cases like 2019 where you find from 2018 to 2019 there was a decrease in the gen, in the in the total tea produced from Kenya but then if you look at the general curve it's still going up so but then in 2019 it was a weird case because quantities went down and prices also went down so the price of tea has been going down simply because of the forces of demand and supply let me let me so challenge so that's hugely affected Limuru tea. Let me cha- challenge that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it reasoning because now it would be like... <laughs> okay. Let no me challenge problem. that deduction, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That analysis. Now, the thing is, one of the th- one of the issues that we complain about, mm-hmm. the tea farmers, Kenyan tea farmers complain about, is yeah. the fact that once the tea is exported and mm-hmm. they reach the destinations of yeah. these countries to which they're exported, like especially the European markets, they're blended with other teas. Yes. And that reduces the, the, the quality. Because Kenya tea is superior, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if... Don't you think that they have to blend it not just because of the taste why it's because of the quantity not the quality yeah right so if if they have to blend it to 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 increase the quantity mm-hmm. right then it means we are not overproducing there's actually a deficit in the market now that 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 that's a thought it's it's a good thought easter kenyan tea is actually the best in quality yeah within the eastern african space No. Rwanda grows tea. No. Okay? So when you when it comes to quality of tea, yeah. It's not like we have we we have defeated we I mean we are that we are so much ahead of other guys Sri Lanka, China, India. We are competing with them in terms of the quality of tea as well. So, yes, I agree with Easter, but then you find that the issue here that I'm addressing is the issue of flooding the market because that's what essentially has been happening. And you know And, and and to give evidence to this last year the minister of agriculture uh, former governor of Meru county peter munya a cap was instituted and uh, $3 dollars that's the minimum price that tea was auctioned at the mombasa auction. auction and this was particularly for ktda for teas that come from small from small growers and that cap of course we saw that in the in the in the last quarter Uh, I think they they did some lobbying and uh, so, so many conversation with, with with the players in the market and it was removed the three the three dollar mark because I think right now it's going for around 260 Kenya shillings um 250 that's where the price is, is placed per uh, kilo in the Mombasa auction in the Mombasa auction so you find that that flooding has made has made the the the, the prices go down and this has hugely affected the the performance of of limuru tea and and i think not just limuru tea probably sasini the, t- the, the general tea sector exactly. general i was as you as you're making your point i was doing a quick search on on the internet about um what the best tea in the world is what did you find oh you're right you're right we are not the best in <laughs> sri lanka this this yeah yeah, this, yeah but but when it comes to to the eastern african space ah nobody what can touch us in africa 
Yeah. In Africa, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean East Africa is where you get tea. I mean if you go to West Africa you can only drink cocoa and uh, all those other things. Uh, yeah. I was because I was about to interject you and say that the Sri Lanka and all those other countries yeah. they produce tea but that's just volume not quality. Yeah. Yeah, but But then yeah, an interesting but, fact for for our viewers to just note is that we are the third Kenya is the third largest producer of tea mm. in the world. Mm. Of course after China and I think uh, India if I'm not wrong. But then when it comes to export, Kenya is the number one exporter of tea. So what does that tell you? How many exporting how, how many exporters of tea do we have producers of tea produce tea producing countries do we have there are more than 10 yeah there are, say, many, right? there are many so we come num- in at three we come number right? three but then so where, where, where are these seven taking their tea to i think i think that's just country dynamics i mean look at the population of china i mean they have the capacity to consume probably everything that they produce yeah. uh so yeah i think there are other dynamics attached to that makes sense, makes sense. yeah so looking at limuruti that's one of the issues that you know the the, the global so, prices so largely the profit warning is attributed to the volume yeah it's it's attributed to that they actually said it's because of the reduction in volumes of the green tea leaf green leaf tea i don't know what they call yeah, it yeah they have the I, they, i think they have I, they have two brands eh? there's green leaf and black tea and black tea yeah those are varieties varieties eh like a brand yeah <laughs> <laughs> they are there there are varieties of tea yeah now if 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 you know if i'm sitting as a, as probably a private equity who wants to enter Yeah. and uh, into this company i'm looking at the outlook for the future and you know you're giving a recommendation in other words it's uh-huh. difficult for me it's yeah. difficult for me because of one reason yeah it's difficult because here is an issue that i can't i don't have a hundred percent control of yes there are issues that obviously you can't have control of everything in a business but this this is a is a huge thing so probably for me i think light at the end of the tunnel would come if someone in the Kenyan tea space blinks fast so let's say god forbid ktda blinks fast and things by blinking the, you mean i mean sleeping. their quantities yeah their okay. sold, their quantities are cut right. or james finlay do that so that the quantities that are produced from kenya go down and since kenya has good quality of tea now what will happen if they de- we see, sell be more demand we sell so there'll be more demand so that means the prices would go up yeah. so the outlook for this company would be better but then that's a far fetched idea it is. you have to agree it with is. me it's a it far fetched idea because some it won't work in the short term yeah. because in the short term quantity is good yeah, for the economy good. because it's and it's employment great. um utilization of these resources economies yeah. of scale the it's more you great. produce the better so now i'm thinking what we need to do here is to is to change the business model do you the know what diversification of the product port- portfolio that would be one in fact in fact i, I was thinking about how much that. do you guys know about so, it because i'm interested in knowing how much not, you di- not, by how could you diversify no, i mean the, diversification uh, okay this is how i understand you, you you i don't know i don't know how your thought is okay. but me i'm saying is let's grow something else other than tea uh, same way kakuzi is doing avocados yeah. macadamia macadamia is actually pretty recent product, absolutely you know? yeah. yeah so The, the export market is doing uh, very well for macadamia moving away from the just channel. a single line of yeah. tea of tea yeah. and and moving no, you've said yeah moving that's what diversification for a tea producing um, company would mean that is moving away from one particular type of tea what did you call it uh, uh, variety variety now when you start introducing other product lines other crops all together like cashew nuts avocados yeah. macadamia you 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 you're avoiding the problem 
The problem is you you have tea. No, you know, need oh, you, you need it. You need the prices in the export market to be. See, so you're reduce, you're just reducing risk. See there. Uh, um, you you're just trying to venture into more. Absolutely. More. That probably re- give you more revenue, returns. Revenue generating business. So in, in, in short, you're 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 throwing in the t- in the towel with regards to perform in, in, <laughs> improving your performance of of tea in the tea business. But it, where where does Easter. that leave? Because you're like you're you're minimizing. Let me just look for cashew nuts, avocados, and all those. No, things. you're Easter. Let me ask you. Let me just use this ask example. Me, Easter. Me. You let's say you've invested in 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 one stock. Yeah. at the exchange yeah. single. that is a single stock you, you no one company yeah. okay yeah. so you want to put 500 million yeah. in one company yeah no no the reason the reason for diversification for putting into other companies and Keegan, particularly it probably in different sectors Keegan, that, is to reduce the risk that example doesn't um because risk, today today if you look at the, no 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 I'm, Look that doesn't apply here because the, I'm not a decision maker. Use the profit warning. Okay. In the, with the two example, the I'd be a decision maker. Now use the profit warning. As an if, investor if in the NSC, I'm if, not a decision maker. If half of their if half of their farms were in let's say planting avocados, there would there would be a difference in this profit warning that we are seeing today. Compared to if now compared to the case that we have today where everything is tea. Cuz uh looking at igads I yeah. think they do tea and coffee. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Williamson tea, Capturo tea. They, do they do uh, I I I I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, but uh in terms of their peers, you know, Kakuzi is like yeah. well diversified, you yeah. know, avocados. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there was a time they used to do mangoes. Academia. They yeah. also even do beef some sort of beef farming. Yeah, they, are, they 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 do ranching. Yeah. So so th- I think that's what we are trying to say with Okay. Limodo. To reduce the heat. Okay. Yeah. Then because what I was seeing is that I thought you were having the conversation about the tea sector in Kenya generally. No, no, and no not no, these no, individual no. companies. No, we are, we are stock of the week Limuru tea. Come back fighter. Limuru fighter. Okay. Come yeah. back. All right. The fighter must come back. All right. I'm <laughs> now back. I'm looking at diversification 2.0. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying this. Um Lim, you see Limuru tea it it has 282 hectares, hectares mm. of land. Mm. Okay? Thank you. Thank and you. and Hello. if you look at how it's trading, yeah. It's trading on it's trading on a discount because peop because players in the market are actually discounting the worth of the land that that uh, sorry not kakus that limuruti has okay this mm. land was acquired a long time ago mm. at at very very low prices compared right. to to the, to the market prices today okay yeah. Yeah. so i feel that the market is still pricing it at that and it's okay that they are at pricing what? it at that at at, at acquisition at, at, yeah at, at the acquisition prices it's okay that they are pricing it at that because limuru tea is not in the business of real estate they are in the business of agriculture but then let's go back to a company known no, as it's still an asset. it's still an yeah asset. it's still an asset yeah. and and of course in their it's, books they value they, that they it's, value it's, it's, it it's that. a fixed asset not just an inventory what you're trying exactly. to do it's for Vipingo, it's, it's going to be inventory no relax relax but the valuation is no okay. relax okay, relax right. hold all your right. horses right. so what happens is the the market yes in their books they they revalue it of course with time but then the market perception okay at the at the exchange the force of demand and supply they look at it from the initial price simply because these are they're in a different sector than what we would want to perceive but going back to a company as real vipingo real vipingo was in the business of sisol okay 
doing the business mm. of Sisol. They delisted in the exchange in 2015. Yeah. Actually, Kakuzi way back. Yeah. They did do some Sisol for yeah. season to do it. So if you look at real VP, we're doing the business of real estate. Yeah. They're doing the business of Sisol. And the work. Yeah. And you 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 would never thought at one point that, you know, things would turn out and things would go the real estate way okay mm. and at that point when information came out that things would be going the real estate way you know when the major shareholders you know bought of the, the the small shareholders mm. the stock went up quadrupled stock price quadrupled so for me i'm looking at it this way let me just give my recommendations as we are winding up my recommendation is this hold don't buy but the day that you hear the day that you hear either of these two things that one either of the large t players in Kenya blinks by blinking you know what i mean going off going off or seriously cutting the the the, the output yeah bye number two, if you ever hear any conversation about limuru tea going the real estate way open your wallet <laughs> this is because There was a time that Limuru was an outcast of Nairobi. Today mm. Limuru is prime land. Yeah. Now you've you mentioned about that and I've just remembered um about the possibility of of Limuru tea going the real estate way. Yeah. They have in their line uh, in their income in their PNL yeah. they have other incomes and it's really rental income. I don't know from where but it's rental income. So there's a likelihood that that they might go there. No, yeah. I think you're just speculating. No, <laughs> th- th- no there's a re- there's a rental income line. Oh, there's yeah. a rental the income. Other income. But is that rental that income. doesn't necessarily mean that they they are now at preparing themselves no, 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 going no, into real estate. No, 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 that would be too But fun. I think this business model is 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 getting tired, uh, chief. Uh, let's go real estate. That's uh, exciting. No, let me let me about the the land. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it when you introducing it and I said I had something to say about it. So the non non current assets yeah. valuation is some sort of total of 90 million. About 90 million right and the the size of the land they have well, you have a question no 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 continue i'm listening you're so ready yeah. <laughs> no i'm trying uh, to process what the size saying. of the land they have is 275 hectares 200 in fact it translates to around hectares. translates to around 280 acres mm-hmm. right so you you do the math that that comes to about 322000 for for a location that is 4 kilometers off limuru from from limuru town mm-hmm. there's no way that price makes sense If you look at the acquisition cost? Yeah. In 1980s or the time you're talking about 322 was just too high, right? If you look at current costs, market value, it's too low. The 322 is too low. Yeah. So and I look at the 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 audit report and it's it's a qualified report. So I'm like, what well, how did they go about the valuation of that? So you think uh, it's definitely on a discount? No, it's on a discount. That's general, yeah. given that it's in the agricultural sector and land is not in the in their in their core business. Yeah. But what valuation method have they used? And it does not make sense unless they tell me if, if we have two um, possibilities here, right? Yeah. Acquisition cost and and market value. Yeah. Right. At acquisition, you can't tell me that at at 80, 1980 something land in We are actually talking about the acre, 60s, 50s. Right there. Not even 80s, yeah. One acre in Limuru was 322k. Yeah, that's too much <laughs> and you can't tell me right now one acre in limuru is 322k it's so not. what pricing methodologies are they using Boni, what do you think <laughs> um it's an interesting um so it so it has to do with the valuation of yeah, the land yeah yeah and, yeah. and the, it's either they don't own that much land or or it is um undervalued in the balance sheet and i don't know why you'd want to undervalue because you want to give your best 
picked out there. Yeah. So you might even there's more incentive to overvalue than undervalue. And they own 282 hectares of land. Yeah. 279 hectares uh. translates to 280 around 280 acres, 282 acres. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he does have a point, you know, on the a bit of a mismatch on valuation. So mm-hmm. KPMG guys, yeah. uh, KPMG are the auditors. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. KPMG. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Um Also um if you look at the share price um I think there has been money that has been made um in the past one year they have a 52 week high of 350 and a 52 week low of 260 mm, mm. today it's at 320 so for guys who made an entry at 260 and now at 320 mm. uh, yeah they got something there yeah yeah and, and you see when you say guys for just to paint a picture of how how <laughs> low the transaction in this counter is the actual activity in this counter is it was 100 shares traded as at close of business volume, last volume, yeah, volume, volume traded yeah 100 that means one person either bought or sold the shares it's one person in the entire market it's illiquid yeah it's, it's illiquid. very illiquid so if you buy it you know who to sell it to yeah, but anyway um again before i give my recommendation um again my faith in it my, my faith in this stock is very low because um you look at the the income statement yeah these people got uh if you go by the financial results for the year ended December 2020 uh-huh. which is the latest because they haven't released for the 2021 yeah which um, was uh, pretty interesting because I, i didn't see an annual report for 2021 yeah uh, they haven't released it yeah not yet they i think it will be coming out in march yeah soon yeah. i just know it's soon so the thing is they had a uh, gross profit gross yeah. loss uh-huh. and that speaks to mismanagement in general finance terms yeah it speaks to mismanagement it it shows that as a management um um of a company mm-hmm. you cannot manage your costs your revenues to cover your costs right because you've already made your 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 loss even before you go to the market because what is what is gross profit it's it's sales less revenue or less cost of sales right so you've used what you've used 20 shillings to produce this which is your cost of sales but you're selling it at 15 shillings that's the only way you're going to make a gross loss but then you know you know here they This is this is agriculture this is farming mm-hmm. so there are there are other dynamics which come in okay the so point. let's say and um, why aren't their relax, competitors relax. showing that no 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 let's say let me just walk you through through that whole process because please, i've been a farmer please. before taking a serious beating let's so the <laughs> thing is you start you out, a gross loss as well. you start out let's say you're growing see see let's use tea for this example yeah. okay yeah. so you have tea you'll probably sell at you know cuz the first thing is farmers they go it's farming is one of the most weird financial investments because you go in boni you plant something and you don't know the price at which you'll sell this thing yeah you know that yeah. because it's not you determining the price yeah. yeah you know if today this spectacle you can say i'm producing it glasses I'll, spectacle is glasses, something yeah. amusing i'll sell it at <laughs> 500 dollars or yeah. whatever okay yeah. you've already identified the price even before you walk in, in the but then for agriculture it's not like that and then in agriculture you find that you today there's probably an uncertainty or something the weather something yeah. so you probably need a new uh, a new probably herbicide or what you know yeah. there are some costs which arise that weren't planned and sometimes it becomes so so huge so you combine those two factors easter and, and in farming it happens it yeah, does which which are uh, maybe points towards the need for a commodity exchange absolutely so that you can speculate How, on and i think we we, we uh, in the, the derivatives the, the futures price yeah yes. yeah no we haven't gotten that derivatives we, was launched in 2019 we don't have commodities but yeah. commodities should be put should yeah. be put there yeah, yeah. cuz 
so that you can actually hedge against the yeah the but future price. but boni kama 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 una contribute 10% peke yake huko Kenya retail people in ADC stock yenyewe mwashinda it won't pick up <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that that would be that would be would be something interesting to see yeah, you see Kigen um just to add on to the the the, the, the your point yeah not really to add on it because i'm countering it i don't agree with that okay there's you make what you're saying is very valid because if if i put a seed into the ground yeah. i expect that it's going i don't know how much i'm going to sell it yeah. i don't know the cost i'm going to incur you're walking right? in oblivion but why aren't the competitors or other players in this industry depicting the same elements are they an outlier right and even if that happened um if you look at the, the i was trying to look at the retained earnings Uh, yeah, they do, quite, they yeah they do retain they do retain yeah it's it's a huge it's a huge figure right yeah what does that show you it shows that the company has existed over a long period of time yeah, right? so yeah. it shows they've been making profits yeah sure. for their retainers to have um, accumulated to that much mm-hmm. which again i also have an issue with the with the receivables just too much but anyway back to the conversation about retained earnings yeah it's a lot it shows they've been making profits all all, all through mm-hmm. and that's even why the that the share is that expensive i'd say because because they've been making profits they've been um building demand and so what determines price of the price of a stock it's demand and supply yeah so that's why the stock is as expensive as over 300 shillings yeah 320 right? 320 uh, shillings yeah. so you do wonder i was i would ask myself why is it this expensive yet the the company isn't performing that well it's because of its glory in the past right so why hasn't it been making profits and only make a gross loss in 2020 what happened yeah. um from a share, share price history yeah. actually saw the hit highs of upwards of 550 back yeah. in 2019 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so the share price has almost been on a decline that's been on decline yeah. so there's something the, yeah i mean even if you look back at around 207 they were doing around 460 so it's it it has been high before for 16207 yeah wow Um, just before the financial wow. <laughs> but uh, then you yeah. you look last at last dividend must have been 2019 i think yeah 2019 they last haven't dividend. they they haven't How much was that? Have, in 2018 in 2020 uh, i think uh, yeah they did around uh, a dividend of i think a shilling yeah 2019 yeah. what yes yeah. what so they didn't pay in 2020 one shilling didn't pay in 2020. yet i've given you okay Money, but you know Dan, Dan if Dan was here Dan is a dividend guy no, he, even he that you not agree to be, be okay. even that you not but agree of course to. when you're looking from a, uh, in terms of the peers yeah. you're better off buying Safaricom yeah. mm, not just no, the, the peers no, with the guys in agriculture yeah. so Williamson T and Kakuzi yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely oh, so yeah. to give my definite answer if you have the stock sell it do not buy <laughs> do not hold for i think they they they've haven't announced an interim dividend um for me i do they even have the capacity i, I don't expect uh, a dividend to come through uh, for for the financial for yeah. 2021 end of december yeah yeah i don't um, i don't see okay. no dividend uh bonnie what's your recommendation buy sell hold share i think i'll just go with what Easter said if you're holding sell <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But as we've seen the counter is illiquid yeah it's illiquid mm. i mean you you also at the end of the day we are here to make money so you also have to look at your options i mean you're probably mm. better off buying, buying another stock another stock safaricom yeah, yeah. for ex- sorry i'm not and, paid uh, safaricom and, uh, tends to get touted a lot and yeah. today today yeah. haven't it's, mentioned it's, uh, it's the lion the lion the savanna li- oh please your lion is caged <laughs> 
Oh KCB. Oh, <laughs> this guy, Oigara is paying him under the table no, to come Oigara, market. Oigara is not paying. They're looking to buy another Tanzanian bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, um, just as we wrap up, their plan yeah. of buying um Bank ABC in Tanzania didn't wow. go ahead as, as as planned simply because of uh, I think about uh, regulatory issues. Yeah. Um, but we have not lost faith uh, as our leader said. ABC is, was in Kenya. No, no, no. There's, there's, a, there's another. No, bank. there's an ABC in Kenya. Yeah, there yeah. is. Is it yeah. the same one? Uh, oh. Not a hundred percent sure. Okay. No. All right. So I think they were doing business. I've forgotten the name of the company which holds uh, that. I think it was something Mara. Atlas Mara. Atlas, Atlas Mara. Mara. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were supposed to to buy it from Alsam, uh, Atlas Mara. So that didn't go ahead as planned. But uh, the lion is going back to the savannas of Tanzania. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, maybe before we close, uh, earlier on you mentioned profit warnings. Yeah. And uh, mm. this week we saw CMA Lombo. speak about uh, profit warnings. Yes. Issued a circular clarifying that uh, the basis for a profit warning is profit after tax. Is profit after tax. It's profit after tax. Oh, guys, I've been doing it on. Uh, um, does this stem <laughs> from the issue of Kenjen? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 Give us more meat, man. Yeah. Give us so, more flesh. So, Kenjen last year uh, for their... And Mwango Capital fought. We just highlighted what you was there. You fought Kenjen. We just highlighted what was there. Okay. Uh-huh. Their earnings dropped by, their earnings after tax, by the way, yeah. uh, about 93.5%. Yeah. But they didn't issue a profit warning. That was when? Uh, there was some, their, their full year ends around June. Yeah, it ends in June. It's, yeah. it's government, yeah. So I think they reported around October, November, if I'm not sure. Yeah, they, not yeah, they, did, yeah. they did actually in that's November. That's last year. Yeah, yeah that's last, last year. year. I should yeah. be selling. No, 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 don't sell. It's, 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 it's still a good story. 93, okay, I no, didn't know that. It, it's because of a tax component. Not Let Boni explain. They did make a loss. Okay, okay. They did make a loss. All right. So earnings after tax just dropped by 93.5%. And from the regulations, if your earnings or if you're projecting earnings below 25%, then yeah. definitely should issue a profit warning. Yeah. But Kenjen came out and said PBT, mm-hmm. profit before tax, yeah. Yeah. was up by 7%. Yeah. Plus, also, they had a huge income tax expense. If yes. I'm, if, I yes. Take a, if I remember correctly. Absolutely. There was, yeah. there was, there was, there was, in the previous financial year, yeah. they had been given, there was a, the, there was a tax discounts, particularly, of course, there was that by the government of COVID, 25%. 25%. Corporate income tax. Yeah. Mm. But then Kenjen, what they normally have is that if they are launching a new power plant, they normally te- get tax rebates on that. Okay. okay, because of you know the green energy blah blah blah, so they normally get that. But then now in this financial year where earnings after tax went down, they didn't launch yeah. a new uh, power profit. plant, okay. yeah. so they didn't get the rebates that they normally get. Yeah. Uh, and they yeah. didn't issue a profit warning. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing. So was it a gray area? Amasiyemebadlisha katiba. If you ask me, I think uh, it was a gray area. Center was wrong. It was a gray area. Center was wrong, as in. I think you you need to issue a profit warning if your earnings are before below 12 25% your yeah. earnings after tax yeah so it's centum or kenjin 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 so yeah. kenjin oh yeah, sorry kenjin, yeah. yeah it's kenjin yeah so this week we saw circular by cma clarifying that uh, the level for issuance of a profit so is there a penalty i think uh, there was an article that said cma mm-hmm. would penalize them i don't know how that uh, is going yeah. rebecca miano Yeah. You gotta pay up something. Yeah, so now let's confirm that the level we'll confirm earnings, that on our yeah. Twitter handle. Yeah, CMA yeah. made it clear that the level of earnings for profit uh, warnings yeah. will be, I mean, is and remains yeah 
25 percent. 25 percent of PBT. PAT. Of PAT. So Kenjen was considering PBT. Because what Kenjen was somewhat holding on to, I think they actually issued a statement. You know, was their PBT. They made up. Yeah, was was an increase. Yeah. So they didn't make a loss. They didn't in. To them, they yeah. didn't see the need to of issue. This. So this actually on. sets our precedence. So yeah. guys, from today, just know that we are looking at PAT and yeah. not PBT. If you look yeah. at PBT, you're gonna be penalized. It also translates to uh, uh, losses. That is, if you if you made a loss in a in a previous oh, preceding yeah. year yeah. and you expect the losses to increase by more than 25 percent, 25 or more percent, then you need to also issue a profit warning. Absolutely. It's not just on profit and, uh, reduction. Maybe what do you guys think of phrasing of profit warnings in this market? Because um, some some would say profit warning announcement, some would say statement to shareholders. Uh, in, I'm thinking of profit has warning. IF, is, I, I, I think he hasn't public. taken care of that. I think it's a public announcement. So it is that under the scope of IF? It shouldn't necessarily be narrowed down to shareholders. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, but if it's a listed can- company, which is actually the only caliber of companies required to to issue the statements, so it they have to, it will be public anyway. So whether or not they mention the statement, so it's the, just the it's just a, a it's, it's just the way it maybe because now they will have to say <laughs> it's either stakeholders or they they say shareholders and regulators. So and what they do is that one a feature white when there's I a loss. It's, it's <laughs> just most transparent when you clearly say profit warning announcement. Yeah. yeah. Statement to shareholders, What? cautionary Why? statement. Oh, those, they're, they're just trying to hide things yeah, under just, under the banner. Yeah, under the banner. Yeah, you okay. you get what I'm saying. So, so you uh, ordinarily you'd see the, sta- the yeah, shareholder, then need, you'll be like, I'm not a shareholder. We so need to wrap up. up. We need to wrap up. Okay, um, sure. So thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much, Boni, for joining us. I hope you can you can find time to join us in in more episodes. I will, yeah. I will try and find yeah. some time. Oh, fantastic! Uh, it's been great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been, been great. A, it's been a pleasure having you here. Yeah, um, sure. Shout out to Mwango Capital once again. Thank you so much, uh, viewers and listeners who have been uh, with us for a little over a hour and a half. Thank you so much. As always, you can find us on Twitter at marketmap underscore ke on LinkedIn Kenya's Market Map, Twitter, uh, um, YouTube Kenya's Market Map. Hey, you, click there, subscribe, like, share. Sawa sawa. Thank you so much. And until next time, remember, it's nothing personal. It's just business. It's business.